0: Welcome to another Guildhall School events podcast, and our spring 2017 event season is getting well and truly underway. Um, so we're going to be discussing the first drama production of this term, which is Herons, written by Simon Stevens. Uh, joining us today is director Lisa Blair, along with cast members Stephen Kenneth and Samuel Blenkin and production manager James Deskwith. Thanks very much for joining. Thank you for Thank having us. Hello. So Lisa, we'll, we'll start with you. Can you tell us a little bit about the, the play and, and what it all involve?
1: Sure, so um, Herons was written in 2001 and it's about a group of young boys and a girl who hangs around with that group and they are trying to find their way in the world and what it means to be a man and with that, the consequences of actions that they make.
0: What is it about Herons that you you like?
1: Um, I thought it was quite a good piece for... The students for their third year show simply because it is realism. It's set in an era that, although they were very young, but they were all there. And I think it gives them an opportunity to understand a style of piece. And that excited me about doing it here. Mm.
0: And uh, Stefan and Samuel, we'll jump over to you. Can you tell us a little bit about your characters and how you how you fit into the story? Sure. Um,
2: I'm, I'm playing the character of Billy and billy's the character that the play revolves around um he's growing up in limehouse and um he experiences bullying in the play and that comes as a result of uh something that happened in the community so it's set in limehouse Mm -hmm. and there was a murder and a rape of a young girl who was in the year below billy who goes to the same school and that that murder and rape was perpetrated by the relative of one of the boys who comes and visits Billy during the play, who bullies him. And so as the play goes on, it's revealed why why Billy chooses this place and why they come and visit him and how, because Billy's dad saw this murder and reported it to mm-hmm. the police, how he has become, in in their eyes, the boys, a figure of... Hate. Yeah, a figure of... of, of Someone, someone who, who should be hated and, mm. and should be looked down upon And they take that anger out on Billy okay. Who is younger and Vulnerable in his ways That's, yeah. that's me
3: And I'm playing the boy <laughs> Who comes along and is the relative of the Elder generation of boys mm. Who Committed the crime okay. A year before this play began um, And yes There isn't a great relationship between myself And Sam's character No um, and throughout the play, we watched that relationship get worse and worse.
0: And how have how you found it going from last time's productions, which were all quite historical, um, <coughs> going going to something much more like modern in, in setting? Has it affected how you prepared for the play? Or, you know?
3: Well, I thought it was going to be easy. I thought, oh, thank God, <laughs> something you? modern day. Yeah, 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 I thought, well, now we'll be able to... Be ourselves. No, 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 They're no, no. no, not from Limehouse. <laughs> much so. harder, much more difficult, really? because none of us grew up in Limehouse in two thousand and one. I think I'm correct in saying that, do
2: No, yes, I haven't grown up. You no did. one, no one, no one in the cast. No one, one in the in Limehouse <laughs> in two thousand and one.
3: Um, which is very difficult to really immerse in that in a
2: truthful way. Yeah. Yeah, because when something is so, when something is all quite close to you. Sometimes it's, it's more difficult to actually go and find the character rather than just relying on, on yourself. I think mm-hmm. like with the other plays, even though they were very heightened from a completely different era and, you know, just what happens in drama school, I suppose. We were playing people who were 40 year, forty years old and you know, mm-hmm. we won't be playing for a very long time. That stretch is difficult but also helpful in, in a way because then you make the leaps and some character comes out, whereas in this... Yeah. It can be a trick that it's easy, you know, like feels easier, it's closer, and it's more easy to get into. Yeah. You've had to
1: work on the accents as well. Yeah.
2: yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: That's been a, a big way in for your characters. It has. It has.
3: I, accents, music of the time, has been a great way <laughs> to create the world. And the rhythms of these characters, because this kind of music, garage music and grime, you know, I, would, I just missed it because I would have been six when this play, and I wasn't mm-hmm. listening to grime when I was six. All the so surprisingly. <laughs> <very real. laughs> surprisingly. but um, that is kind of it's weird how something like that will give you a mentality mm. of those people growing up at that time mm. and in that area.
0: And compared to the majority of last tense productions, it's, a, it's quite a smaller cast as mm. well. How have you found that, that dynamic?
3: To be honest, it's easier <laughs> because it's, in a group mm. well, naturally, eight opinions the seven in the cast and the director, eight opinions is easier to negotiate than 28 opinions Mm. that we had in Great Expectations. So I think it allows more space for breathing and discussions that that can work quicker.
2: Yeah, the play feels small and intimate
0: and like the relationships are very strong. And how about you, James, is it easier to, to, to manage from a production manager point of view? Um...
4: The the departments are still kind of the same, we just have the same amount of departments Mm -hmm. um, that we have to manage. Um, I think the difference on a smaller scale show here is that the production management department does a lot more practical work, Mm -hmm. um, whereas on a larger scale show we do kind of more liaising and kind of overseeing of work. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's probably the biggest difference
0: for us on this scale show. And for anyone listening who might not know what Manager, does can you give us?
4: That? Yeah, so my job as the production manager is to kind of oversee the whole kind of technical side of the production, and mm-hmm. um, so it's kind of predominantly down to me to make sure everything is ready for the technical rehearsals and for opening night, um, which kind of includes managing the budgets and the schedules, making sure every department has enough time on stage, and kind of when problems occur, which obviously they, they're always going to in mm-hmm. some sense. It's just trying to iron those out in a way that doesn't have a, a knock-on effect on the rest of the show.
0: And what kind of challenges have you, have you
4: faced? In um, well, we've got so we've got water on stage in this show. Um, okay. We have about one thousand five hundred liters of water on the set, which is a challenge in itself from a health and safety point of view, mm-hmm. um, but also the logistics of getting that in and out of the space yeah. is is quite difficult. So we're, we're working on ways to try
0: and speed that up um, process. Lisa, can you tell us anything about the about the design of the play and working with with Sophie Thomas, the, the designer?
1: Um, yes, yeah, so I've worked with Sophie before. She's a marvelous designer. Um, so it's quite an easy process because her response to the play was spot on. Actually, <clears throat> so our initial meetings were they tend to be mood boards. So that's mm-hmm. how you work, just to make sure that you and the designer are on the same page. And then from that, you talk about practicalities and um, this play is set on a canal side, so pretty much on the towpath. And we needed a bench
3: and water. <laughs>
1: um, and other than that, really everything else was left uh, for Sophie to design. Mm. So she's created a brilliant space for the actors to play on with different levels and railings, for example, at the back. And the idea of, you know, these, these boys and girls have no hope where they are and what their future is holds they have no idea, mm. so to create something that is desolate with little uh, little nature around them, that's, mm. a, that's a big theme in the play as well, that it's devoid of any really living thing. So the process has been very enjoyable.
0: And uh, opening out to, to all of you, is there any any particular part of the production that is, is your favourite or that you're particularly looking forward to um, seeing how audiences react to?
3: I'm actually really interested to see how audiences react to to the whole thing, because it's quite a sharp and short and quick play, Hmm. it moves at such a pace that I feel like right at the end, I'm going to be really interested to see what kind of reaction is there, is there going to be silence, is there going to be, you know, I I don't know, it's it's maybe because we're working in such a small cast, Hmm. like you said, there's not much gauge of how this is going to go down. Um, because when we're in it, we're basically all in it. There's no audience. So I'm interested interested in that aspect. I think
2: I'm really interested now to get first into the space and then what's going to happen when we get the whole arc of the story. Rehearsing with Lisa, we've sort of done scenes and then Mm -hmm. we've put scenes together like building blocks and it's got bigger and bigger, the chunks. and, And each time... Sort of something is realised, especially I'm lucky with Billy because he has a, obviously a huge arc throughout the, throughout the story with ups and downs and things. And uh, yeah, the more we string scenes together, the more things kind of materialise, um, which is very exciting. So I, I'm, yeah, I'm just very excited to, to get going with that.
4: Well, I suppose with our side, we see um, the development of the set mm. in very small pieces throughout the whole process. Um, so it's kind of really rewarding for us to get it all in one place all together and have it finished um, but also it's, it's kind of really nice to see the reaction of like the cast and the director and when they see that set for the first time in mm-hmm. real life mm-hmm. because elements are kind of a headache to us um, but it's really rewarding when that headache has paid off and, and it's yeah. kind of we've realised what we intended to. Um, so kind of the first day of tech when everybody walks in and sees it for the first time is kind of where we want to be at.
1: It's key Same answer for every player from a director, but I can't wait for the company to have an audience because I feel they're now ready for an audience. And, I, you know, as much as you can rehearse something, ignoring the fact that actually there's always somebody else there who's receiving what they're delivering. And it's exciting for me to think that we're almost there for them to have the Mm. the feeling of um, people there. And I think it's from that moment onwards that everybody steps up.
0: Thanks very much to Lisa, Stefan, Samuel and James for joining us today and thanks again for listening to another Guildhall School events podcast. Uh, Herons opens on the 3rd of February in the Milton Court Studio Theatre and you can get tickets from the Barbican box office um, and head to our website gsmd.ac.uk events to see all the upcoming performance dates. Uh, you can follow us and subscribe to us on Soundcloud with soundcloud.com slash Guildhall School and on iTunes and other podcasting apps and you can follow us on Twitter as well at Guildhall School to stay up to date with all the bits going on here at the school. Thanks very much for listening, and thanks for joining today. Thank you very much. Well. Thank you.